With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Here We Are on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Lucy Weston. Thank you for joining us for Chick Flick Chat, where we chat about women's roles and roles for women in movies that have been recently released on DVD and on demand. The movie, He's Just Not That Into You, is our topic for today, July 24, 2009. I apologize to any listeners who tuned in last week only to find out that Chick Flick Chat was postponed I had a mean case of laryngitis, and as you can hear, I'm coming back, and I'm almost better now. Um, so thanks for being patient. Allow me to introduce my Chick Flick Chat co-host, Susan Regazzo, a friend and colleague, as well as an avid film enthusiast. Here we are again, Susan. Hi, Lucy. Yes, here we are again. I'm excited to record another Chick Flick Chat since our last one featuring Rachel getting married. You know, I'm still thinking about that movie and about our conversation. It was fun, wasn't it? And for yes. any listeners who missed it, you will see the link to that episode on the Here We Are Blog Talk Radio page, and I hope you'll check it out. It's definitely worth a listen. Um, you know, I've been thinking about this movie, and we mm-hmm. thought we had a lot to discuss with Rachel getting married. Mm-hmm. And that was our first Chick Flick Chat, by, this, by the way. This is our second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that movie was nothing compared to He's Just Not That Into You in terms of the women's roles and the roles for women. Uh, by the way, listeners, this is the first time Susan and I are discussing this film, and we, refu- we, re- we viewed the film at separate times and waited until tonight for our Chick Flick chat to discuss all the dirty details. So if you'd like to chat along with us, and we'd love to have you join us, please dial in at 646-929-2473. That's 646-929-2473. Just so you know, long-distance charges do apply. And for your own information, I'm not opening the chat room tonight for those who are listening through the Internet. Okay, Susan, let's get started. Okay. The movie, He's Just Not That Into You, is based on the best-selling book of the same name. It follows five women in their search to find love and keep love and what they may and may not be willing to compromise along the way. The characters' lives overlap as they explore the ins and outs of love and relationships in their pursuit of finding the one. It's a terrific ensemble cast with Jennifer Aniston as Beth. Ben Affleck as Neil, Jennifer Goodwin as Gigi, Justin Long as Alex, Drew Barrymore as Mary, Kevin Connolly as Connor, Scarlett Johansson as Anna, Bradley Cooper as Ben, and Jennifer Connolly as Janine. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, it's a lot of uh, stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. with all those characters and lots of issues, connections, and wants, there's probably too much to go through every scene and break it down, similar to what we did with Rachel getting married. So I think mm-hmm. what we're going to do is let's group the discussion by the female character. And uh, first up, let's start with the first character that we see and focus on Gigi. Uh, and for the listeners, we are probably going to jump all over the place, so feel free to call in at 646-929-2473 to add your thoughts and ideas. Again, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, the opening scene takes place in a playground with, with what I found was very disturbing. A little boy is being cruel to this little girl, and I, I don't remember now what he did to her. And it ends up that the little girl is the Jennifer uh, Goodwin character of Gigi. Yeah. And she runs over crying, tells her mom that you know he was being a bully and he did something to her. And the mother gives her this story about that, that he, he acts like that because he likes her, and, and that's how he's showing it. And it sets up women for low expectations of how to be treated in relationships. And this is something we've all done. We've all said this to our friend, you know, or our sister, you know. And then we see women reinforcing this belief throughout the film Mm -hmm. to each other as adults. Absolutely. By the way, speaking of of that scene with the children, I love the scene with the African woman saying that, well, he probably got eaten by a lion, and that's why he hasn't visited you. Although, I love that. I will say, considering they live in the African wild, maybe that really happened. It could have possibly. Actually, that was probably the most legitimate reason for not calling or not being interested. Uh, you know, all the friends are jogging. We're like, oh, no, he, you're just too pretty, and you're just this. and you're. Instead of saying the truth is, you know, listen, maybe he doesn't like you, or maybe there wasn't a connection, or right. and, and the real, and also the person asking, like, why isn't he calling? Why is he calling? Why is it that we never think, oh, maybe it's me? It's okay if he doesn't like you. We're not taught that. It's like, right. oh, it's this horrible rejection. No, some people just don't get along. And that's right. You okay. do, not everybody's going to like you in, any, in, yeah. in different levels of like, not just like-like, but, you know, yeah. friends or, or coworkers. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes you hit it off with somebody right away and sometimes you don't. But when it comes to the romantic-like, yeah. It seems like we want everybody to like us, I suppose, or, or at least in this movie, it's portrayed this way in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then we see growth going on. Uh, you know, they they jump from that early scene, and then all the uh, non-essential actors to the film, and we see all the women talking to each other. But we get to see Gigi as an adult, and she's out on a date with Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awkward, but it's like a nice date. I hate that word, nice. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, she wants love so badly that she's willing to accept politeness and hesitancy that he has about having another glass of wine or a drink as interest. And she's lacking, um, in my opinion, she's lacking the relationship. So she's always searching and hoping. And her character's all about hope that each guy will be the one. Yes, this is true. And it, it's, um, I felt bad for her because she just comes across so desperate, so desperate. I and, and she exudes that, and and you know what? I think guys pick up on that, and that's a deterrent. They're like, I don't want anybody that desperate. Well, yes, they say that you can be like animals can smell nerves, and men can yeah. smell desperation. <laughs> it's true. So, um, so yeah, the, she 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 is desperate. She's desperate for love, 
but she's sweet, and she, yeah. the, she oh. Jennifer Goodwin does a very good job, and I really wasn't familiar with her work before this film. So I have to say I thought she did a very good job in carrying the film for the most part. Yeah. Um, really, she just played it so sweet, and you under, she was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You understood you know, her frustration and when she was angry and all the things that she was confused about. Um, you know, it, it's, she de- definitely, as the actress, did a, a fabulous role in showing all those emotions and, and you know, just and learning. And, and we were learning with her as she was going uh, through everything. And, and speaking of learning, she learns from Alex, who ends up being the bartender where she had the date with Connor. Um, and she goes there under the guise of giving Connor back a pen, hoping to bump into him, you know, sort of like doing the old, I'll just drive by his house and see if he's home thing. Not that that really matters why we do this, but... Um, so she, you know, she goes, she goes, she has the pen, and Alex hits it off with her. Mm-hmm. They, they do. They hit it off, and it seems like, you know, he's just giving her advice. Listen, he says, you know, you're not going to find a guy this way. If, if he's not calling, he's not into you. Right. And that's his, he's very realistic about relationships, Alex. And they do. They seem to hit it off, and throughout the movie, we see, we see Gigi trying to extract advice from Alex about men. And, and, you know, what, what I noticed about that first night that she meets Alex is that they close the bar together. So she has this basically what you hope a good date is yeah. that lasts like the whole night of just talking, yeah. just sitting there talking. And yeah. he's sitting with her at the end, and they're just, you know, chatting about everything regarding dating and their lives and all these different things. And, and that's what you want the date to be. And yet, because she didn't call it a date or go there to have the date, yep. they she didn't see it that way, neither did he. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They they don't find out until the end, really, where they stand with each right. other. Now, is that where he tells her the exception and the rule theory, the exception versus the rule, that where, where all the girls want to be the exception, but really it's the rule? Oh, that whole... that, yeah, that happens a little earlier in the film, doesn't it? Because then that, that spurs um, Beth to, to break off with Neil. Oh, that's right, because she goes to work. Okay, wait, we're getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves. All right, so yeah, I just yeah. want to make a couple more points about Gigi before we move sure, on to the other sure. characters. Um, yes, what you just said, if a guy doesn't want to call, he doesn't want to call. Easy and enough. it's like anything we do in life. If you don't mm-hmm. want to go to somebody's party, you don't go. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, people only really do what they want to do ultimately. Or, Well, I mean, we've all done things we don't want to do. But, you know, for the <laughs> most part, I think that in the, and with men, Listen, there's no doubt that when a man wants to call somebody or get a date with a, he'll find a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so I think that's the old adage that if somebody really wants to date you, they're going to find a way to date you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, stalking not allowed, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At least it shouldn't be allowed. (laughs) Yeah, no no stalking. We're not talking about stalking. Um, That's a whole other movie. you know, I, I did, I, I have to tell you, the one scene I found was hilarious. Uh, you know, I, I like to wipe my teeth. Anybody who knows me, I have, I have big choppers, and I like, to, I like to keep them white. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when she was on the date with that guy. She calls Alex to say, you know, what should I do? Like, he's saying he's going out of town. And then he says, stall. And she's like, well, I'm in the bathroom. And he's like, well, stall. And she opens up the medicine cabinet and puts on the whitening strips. Yeah, yeah. And she's in, and in my mind, I'm thinking, because if you've ever tried, have you ever tried those? I have not, no, no. Okay. They are, they work. They Out of all the whitening things I've tried, they're probably not the best. 
In fact, I'm going to be doing a, a review of these for the blog. Um, but they, they're good. But the funniest thing is, like, you can't just put them on and then, like, not brush your teeth afterwards. <laughs> like, take care of it because it's just one of those things. It's like, you just, it just, I just thought it was very funny. Anyway, I'm getting, yeah, yeah. Like, it was a cute scene. It, definitely it was, was a cute. And I thought, oh, if you were on a date and you came out of the bathroom and you had all that whitener, even if you take the strips <laughs> off, it's just not nice. You know, it's like it's just one of those things. Um, uh, it ends up she goes to a party at his apartment. Yeah. And she doesn't know who she is there. Is she the date or is mm-hmm. she just a guest? And he asks her to help, sort of, and she suddenly becomes this whole other capable woman she's not and she's handling the guests and she's keeping the rhythm of the party going and then at the end we find out that she really wasn't the date there was some other girl there and she's like kind of crushed and it just that i i just i think that was her moment of like realization of what she's doing that she's chasing i don't know did you feel that you know i i was just gonna say um no i i I, I do I do agree with how you said, you know, she comes to a realization at that point. But when I saw her go into the uh, hostess party mode, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, lady, what are you doing? You know, it's I felt like, well, she's falling into that typical female role where I'm going to be caretaker and this, you know, it, you know, the homely type of, you know, domesticated mm-hmm. female. And that's what I took away from it. And I was like, no, what are you doing? This is well, she did fall. Definitely, you're right. She fell into that role. Yeah. And she liked it. Except, yeah, you know, I, but I think when it wasn't, when she got burned at the end, when he freaked out, she tries to kiss him. And, and you know, he, I, I think there was something where she just realized, like, what am I doing? Do you think, do you think women uh, feel that if they cater to a man domestically, like Gigi did with Alex at that party, that they're fulfilling some kind of need for them? Like, oh, he'll love me if I take care of him. You know? That's a loaded question. It is a very, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. It is loaded. I do, I think, I, I, I want to come back to that. Okay. I do think, yeah, I think there's part of that. I think for her character in that movie, there definitely yeah. was. Because yeah. when you saw her apartment, and you know how I have to look, I have to pick apart the set and the wardrobe. I just have to. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't help myself when I watch these films. Um, it was very... Uh, I wouldn't say it was dated, although there were things in there that made me feel like it was like a little girl's room. Mm-hmm. And she had like a princess phone, and things were very puffy and yeah. princess-like and pink and yeah. sweet. And it was almost like the rooms we saw in like the Doris Day films, mm-hmm. like the white telephone movies where, you know, everything was like perfect. And it was, there was sort of this little domestic world. Right. Of pretty things, things that are, in, and and maybe that's just reflective of her that she's soft and she's dreamy and yeah. she's, you know, that that could be. But I did notice that that, and also the way she dressed in the beginning of the movie was very different to how we saw her on her last uh, date with that that random guy Bill. She's in a strapless top at the end. In the beginning, she's always very covered up, and she's layered. She has layers on. Oh. In the end, she ends up not having these layers. Interesting. I didn't pick that up. That's very interesting. Let me just notice. I noticed that we had a caller named Jan, and Jan, you hung up. I didn't realize you were on there, so if you want to call back, I'd be happy to pick you up. And as a reminder to callers who are calling in just to listen via the phone, if you're not on the Internet, maybe you're on your drive home, uh, you can always press 1, and that will alert me that you do want to add to the conversation. So whenever somebody's ready, just press 1, and I will uh, pick you up, and Susan and I will chat with you. Um, 
Okay. Let now. All right. I think we picked Gigi apart for now. No. Should we move on? Who should <laughs> we move on to? Let's let's move on to Anna. Oh, Anna. Anna. Where do you begin with Anna? She she like everyone else. She wants love. Mm-hmm. But she's looking for love in all the wrong places. That's for sure. Um, she has this great guy Connor, who obviously uh, you know. Loves being with her, loves spending time with her, but she's really not into Connor at all. Uh, she would rather, she ends up pursuing a married man. And she, she does pursue him, doesn't she? At first she, I was like, is she, she knows he's married. He's honest with her right away when they meet, they meet in a supermarket. Yeah. And, and the funny, what I found, I had seen this movie in the, in the movies a, a while ago when it was out first. And then again, when it came out on DVD recently, I rented it and I watched it. And I, something I didn't notice the first time around was that she reveals in the parking lot of the supermarket or on the street this whole dream of hers and about her mother. And she's telling basically a perfect stranger that she just met about her innermost thoughts. Yeah. And I thought, isn't that interesting that here she's walking around, she meets this guy three minutes later, she's telling him her all her information, and then he says, you know, listen, I don't do this, I'm married. Mm-hmm. And she still gives him her her number. That's right. And he takes it. Under the pretense that it's a business thing. About her singing career. Yeah, you know, just take my number for, you know, the connection. Now, did she call him after that? I think she I called him. I believe she did because her friend, Mary, ends up saying to her, well, what if he's the one? What if he's your soulmate? Just because That's he's married, right. should that get in your way? When they were having the pedicures. Yeah. Yeah, so Mary, who's played by Drew Barrymore, yeah. that's right, encourages her, encourages her, and she makes the call, and then he sort of, he blows her off. And yeah. then he ends up calling her back. That's right. I thank you for that. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. He calls her back, and he's like, well, there's no reason I can't help you with your singing career. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, you know, it's these subtle little steps that are taken. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess in their mind they're, well, I'm not really doing anything wrong. I'm helping her. Yeah. <laughs> but she you know? knows he's married. And then he shows up at the yoga class. He shows up, and you could, and it's this is, I, I call, you know, obviously this is the fish out of water scene where he's at the yoga class. At the end of the class, everyone's all calm and relaxed, and they say namaste, and he ends up clap, clapping, <laughs> which that, you know, that doesn't really, you're not oh, supposed to do that. And then he, she takes him and says, "Oh, do you want to go for a, a, a dip in the pool?" Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the edge, which to me, again, I have to dissect there. You know, he's he's on the edge of the pool. He's on the edge of this decision. She strips down, jumps in naked, so she's in with both feet first, basically. Yep. And he's sitting there, again, fish out of water, looking on. To, you know, that's the scene that we see on the clip. Like, you must be the best friend I've ever had. Yeah. Um, yes. You. And then I think the next scene is we see her in his shirt in her bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. So we we can kind of infer what happened in between. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, and and then the the romance starts. You know, obviously it's already started at that point, and and she, oh oh, actually there is a scene. I think he goes home, and he goes home from basically a naked Scarlett Johansson playing Anna to yeah. Janine, his wife, played by Jennifer Connelly, who's wrapped in a sweater. <laughs> yeah. And yelling at him. And yelling at him about, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's, <laughs> let's just, I got to stick on Anna before um, uh, we we get all right. Uh, okay, her room. On her headboard, there were there was a metal headboard that had like hearts on it, and to me, it looked like trophies. 
They were like hearts on a trophy stand. They were, you know, and they went across the top and like the middle of the headboard, which I thought was interesting because she was sort of the trophy girl. She was the blonde, the buxom girl, you know, dramatic, mm. with a talent singing and, and, you know, just everything that his wife is not. She's yeah. the complete opposite of his wife. Yeah. You know, she's she's into like physical health and wellness, and and then we see her later on in the sexy red dress and just all those things. Like, and also her sheets were all like flowery. Where mm-hmm. when you see his house, the bedroom that he has and he shares with his wife is very modern and cold yeah. and solid yeah. fabrics. There's no nothing going on there, and as yeah. we learn in the movie, that nothing's going on there. Yeah. Which let's let's jump to Janine since we're. Janine plays is, is like I said played by Jennifer Connelly, mm-hmm. married to Ben, who's uh, Bradley Cooper, and uh, they got some problems. They've got a lot of problems. He uh, they, apparently they met in college, I believe. Yeah. Uh, ended up getting married, you know, right out of college, you know, that whole whole bit. According and, to to Ben, by, by via an ultimatum that she had given him, like yes. let's get married or we're breaking up. Yes, exactly. Never a smart thing. No, no, definitely not. Um, if he doesn't want to marry you, he doesn't want doesn't, to marry you. <laughs> right? Bottom line. And you know, you don't force somebody to do something. Don't give, right, don't back right. somebody into that corner. It's just and not he married work that her. Well. Yeah, you know. And he married her. And you know, it was funny because in the beginning, we we get a sense that Janine's talking about, oh, what a wonderful husband, what a wonderful marriage. And as as we're seeing things unfold, we realize it's not a great marriage after all. They haven't been sleeping together, you know. She's right. talking about having a baby, and he starts laughing. We come to find out later that they weren't sleeping with each other. Obviously, and she, not she says, we never have sex. Like, we never, never have sex. So I guess they were like roommates, and yet they're, they're taking this townhouse in Baltimore. And right, that's where they were, Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're rebuilding this thing from nothing, basically, yeah. to make this, this beautiful townhouse. Mm-hmm. And and it's you know she wants it perfect and and it's to I guess it's to represent what isn't perfect about their relationship. Yeah, yeah, and it probably offers a distraction as well. Right. To what's going on. Oh, that's a Everything good point. Everything is surface with them. Everything is very surface. Very surface. Relationship is surface. You know, like and then, and he's and she accuses him of smoking, and there's this whole uh, oh, you know yes. underlying story that's going on about him smoking. She's trying to catch him smoking, and Janine, who's who is very, I would say she out of all the characters, she's the most uptight, yeah, and straight laced. And here she she I love the scene with um, the actor uh, Carlos Guzman. Is that who played the the oh. foreman on the job? I he was so. a ghost. I love him, and, and he's yeah, been, me too. yeah he. He ends up being the foreman. She comes and she's like, can I ask you a question? I mean, we can have a conversation. And then she talks about, you know, I think people are sneaking around here, smoking and lying. Mm-hmm. And they have this question and answer session. And basically she freaks out on him. He's like, well, I think, okay, I, you know, I've got to go back to work now. She's yeah, like, we're okay, yeah. right? But it's <laughs> everything she wants to say to the husband, she yeah. says to, to the foreman. And, of course, we find out in the end that he ha- the husband has been smoking and he's been lying and he's not been himself the whole time. And exactly. she knows it. Exactly. And she knew it all along. She did. But she couldn't face it. She did. I thought, it was, I thought it was interesting how it took the smoking for her to kick him out. Yeah. We know it wasn't because of the smoking, obviously. But she needed to see that he was lying about the smoking in order to get rid of him. And, 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 and willing to accept 
the infidelity. And for, for anybody who hasn't seen it, there's a scene where in, in the Home Depot where he, they're talking about a wood floor, and then she says, I want the real wood. And he's like, what's the difference? And she's like, because I really want the real wood. And that's what she wants. She wants a real relationship. Yeah. And and not the wood that's masquerading as real wood, you know, which is what yeah. he's doing. And then he confesses that he slept with somebody. And then they kind of go home together, which I was really uncomfortable with that scene. I, I, I you know, I just thought, oh, my God, what, what if that was me? What would I do? I'd probably have a freak out right. in Home Depot, you know. Right. And uh, there'd be an international incident in Home <laughs> Depot with one of the <laughs> – anyway. Um, so – so you know, it's then in the end, you're right. It's not about the cigarettes, but it's the final nail in the coffin, so to speak, that she finds those cigarettes and and in the end knows he is just a liar. Yeah, yeah. And and okay, I got to talk about the set there. Everything they were making <laughs> was beautiful, right? Yeah. All the glass in that condo was frosted, including the cabinet windows, like the cabinet doors, yeah, and, yeah. and the shelving. It was all frosted. Except for the mirror that she hangs in the beginning is the first thing they when they're moving in, and she breaks it at the end. Oh. So she sees clearly. She hangs it. All this frosted stuff comes in, and once it's all finished and perfect, she sees it again in the mirror, and that's what she ends up breaking. Wow. So I thought I I, that at all. I I I was I was impressed with the set designer on that. I thought, and the windows were very narrow. And when she mm-hmm. moves at the end, we do see what happens with her character. They obviously are separated and are getting divorced, and she's got this new new apartment, and it's got big, open, clear yep. glass windows, yep. and she's hanging a new mirror. I love that. I thought, okay, that's a good way to bring it around. And, wow, uh, that is fantastic. So, and she was always dressed dark, classic, very buttoned up. That's right. You know, right. It's, yeah, there were definitely, yeah, uh, kudos to the set designer on that. Yeah, All right, yeah. Beth. Excellent. Okay, Beth, Beth, Beth. Jennifer Aniston's character. I think, um... You know, Beth was probably the m- most down to earth. I-, I respected Beth. She knew what she wanted, and she was willing to take her lumps for what she wanted. She was in a long-term relationship with Neil. Uh, Neil made it known he never wanted to get married. Their relationship was it was wonderful the way it was, and she, I guess, for many years was deceiving herself into believing that maybe one day, maybe mm-hmm. one day he'll marry me. And when she comes to the realization. He is not ever going to marry her. She's willing to walk away. Not because she doesn't love him, but because, you know what, obviously marriage is important enough to her. That's her ultimate goal. And she's going to move on until she can find somebody whose goals are compatible with her own. That takes a lot of guts. It does, but she premised it on um, on the idea that she wanted to be have that, and we find out that the actual marriage piece of paper thing isn't isn't as important because she sees her brother-in-laws who aren't doing much in mm-hmm. the end. Um, I have a caller coming in. Let me pick up this call, Sue. This will okay. be our first official call on Chick Flick Chat. So let me uh, bear with me. Let me try this. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Lucy and Susan. Hi. Hi, who's this? Uh, my name is Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. Thanks for calling. Did you see the film? He's just not that into you? I did, actually. I rented it. Um, I uh, heard you guys were going to talk about it, and I loved listening to you on your first show, and I, I, I just needed to see this, this movie so that I could call in because I was so excited because you guys are so awesome, i got to say. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. Susan, did you hear wow. that? That was quite a compliment. We like that, Chrissy. Well, we're going to make sure that we put you on our email list so you call in every time. Um, Chrissy, what did you think? What do you think about what we're discussing? What, what yeah. impressed you with the film? 
You know, I thought the whole movie was really well done. Um, I'm I'm a mother of, of a three-year-old, so I don't get out much. Um, so renting movies is kind of the only way I get to see mm-hmm. it. But um, um, I was going to see it anyway just because I, I am a huge Jennifer Aniston fan, which is why I called what I did because I heard you talking about Beth. Um, but I thought it was so well done, and I was able to relate to just about every female character. Um, oh, interesting. So you saw yourself in each each girl in the film. I, I, I really could, except for, for Mary. Uh, that was Drew Barrymore's character, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. There was too many characters in the beginning to, like, I mean, I, need, I really should have seen the movie twice mm-hmm. to kind of absorb everything. Right. Um, because, I mean, like, I was watching it with my husband, and he, he only watched a little bit of it, and he's, like, he, he called it when he said, oh, that guy, that's the, the uh, Jennifer Connelly's husband. He knew right away that this guy was, you know, hanging out with Anna, Mm-hmm. He knew that that was, you know, and I was like, really? How do you know this? And he goes, it's all got to come around full circle. I'm like, okay, you know. What do you think about what Sue just said with Jennifer Aniston's character, Beth? Do you think that by her leaving, I mean, it was about, it was worth the the leaving? I felt like it was more she was concerned with the piece of paper, and in the end when she comes around and realizes it's not about the piece of paper, that they had a better marriage without it. Yeah, you know, that really it really affected me watching that. You know, like I said, I could I could see myself in all the different stages of my life, you know. Um, but I felt that way at a point with my husband. We had been together in a long-term relationship about the same time that, that uh, the two of them were together. And uh, I was kind of like, all right, we need to, you know, make a decision and do this. And I, I don't want to say I threatened him. He may say I, I might have. Um, but I, I wanted, you know, I wanted that piece of paper. Okay. You know, and, and. Chrissy, does that piece of paper make, ultimately make a difference for you? Um, yes and no. Um, I mean, not to say, you know, that our lives would have been so much better had we not gotten married, but I think, you know, because I, I don't know, you know, you're, you're, you're taught, you know, you have a man. You love him, you get married, you have children, you go that, you know, boom, boom, boom order. Well, unfortunately, my my life didn't go that way. Okay. Um, I had my child first. And that was also kind of my motivation. Right. To get married, saying, okay, we have we have a daughter, and I want her to see her parents married. Not necessarily that she should be, I, I, I don't know if, if that was even the right choice. I don't regret getting married. I think it was the best thing I ever did. Good. Because, well, you know. I'm glad I, I, to hear that, and and okay, it's interesting definitely. that you you saw so when you saw Jennifer Aniston wanting that you related to that that she the piece yeah. of paper but there was there was something with that contract and, exactly. and yeah but you're but from what I'm hearing what you're saying is that even though like Jennifer Aniston she realized in the end like it is a piece of paper and they ultimately did or will you know will at the end of the movie mm-hmm. get married that the relationship wasn't really all that much different they had a no. good relationship beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only difference is I wear a ring. I have a different last name. Um, you know, our 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 dynamics because you know we're we're still parents. You know, that's right. kind of how our thing. I mean, of course, there's no children in in this movie at all. So, you know, but I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, this is good. I'm so glad you called yeah. in. Thank you so much. I hope you'll call yeah. in for our next show. Hey, do you have any ideas? If you if you listen to us before, you know what we do. You have any ideas for any upcoming films? Uh, well, you know, I like I said, I don't get out too much. But, okay. Uh, you know, there. Uh, I I enjoy the Harry Potter movies. 
Okay. Um, I really, you know, I mean, I know this this show is more of, of you know, women's roles in it, and there aren't that many um, in the Harry Potter films, but I know the Twilight series, you know, oh, is coming out. You you're know, speaking um, my language. You know, I just oh, finished the oh, first yeah. book in the series, and I did not expect to like it. No, I shouldn't say that. I didn't expect to love it. I expected to like it because it, I heard heard good things, and and as a writer myself, I thought, okay, let let me see what this is. Why is it so popular? Yeah. I loved it. Really? really? See, I I I looked at Twilight. I thought it was like a teeny bopper thing. It is a little bit, Sue. You're right, but you know yeah. what? The story itself is is very good, right? Okay. Right, Chrissy? I mean, it's really it catches you. I, I, have, I haven't even seen it. Like I, I haven't seen the say. film either. But you know what? Yeah. We're going to put that on our list. And I I I, yeah. I did check the internet that the other the second movie is coming out in November. So mm-hmm. probably we'll see it in. Maybe we'll do. We'll assume maybe we'll do that in October. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll give right. us everybody, a ch- and we'll we'll publicize it, and then we'll get... Will you call back in then, Chrissy? I would love to, because my, my second uh, child is due in October, so... Uh, so you'll have time to watch the movies, I bet. You might be a little preoccupied. I don't know if you're going to find I'm a little time. busy, but, you know, I, I need to have some downtime, you know. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, we'll, hope to, uh, we'll hope to hear from you then. And, and thank you so much for calling in. This was yes, great. We love your you. contribution. Thank Most you. definitely. Thank you so much, girls. Okay. All right, bye. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Chrissy. Okay, bye-bye. So it's all about that piece of paper, huh? Right? It's interesting. I'm so glad that she called in. That was really good. Um, Okay, completely. We have 12 minutes remaining, so let's try. We we, we haven't even gotten to Mary, and I don't want to leave her out. So let's talk a little bit more about Beth. Um, A couple of things that I – we talked pretty much about her being, uh, you know, with the – with wanting the piece of paper, and in the end, I did think the scene at the end when he has the ring and the pair of pants was very poignant and just very yeah. sweet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I Isn't really like that. Whatever wants when they're proposed to something just completely different. Surprised and, her. Yeah, yeah just so nice. Um, I did notice that the apartment was very cluttered, and yeah. I felt like they both had like all their stuff in there. Like it just was. They they kind of both had intentions, but it, nothing was clear. And of course, you mm-hmm. know me with the feng shui that everything has to be yep. uncluttered. Okay. So um, now the other thing I noticed on that set of their apartment that they shared together, there was a big poster in the background that said the word in in uh, duplicate should s h o u l d. Really. And it said should 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 should. <laughs> I thought, isn't that interesting? Because and and even picking up on what Chrissy just said, you, you know, you almost want to get married. We're taught that you should. Yeah, that's the next step. Uh, well, isn't that what Chrissy mentioned? Yeah, I mean, do things in order. I believe she said, do things in order. It's just should you should, yeah, and it turns should. out that you know yeah. you don't necessarily have to do the shoulds. Yeah, yeah. Who wrote the should rule book? I don't know. You know. I just wrote a piece on the blog about coulda, woulda, shoulda. Don't, don't, you know. No. It's about risks. I, I wrote a piece about risks. You don't ever want to look back and say coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know. But uh, yeah, that would should that word should is just not mm. not a good. It's it's sort of like to me the same word is nice. I think I'm getting an yeah. entry that's coming to me. Um, okay, so that's uh, all right. Let's move on. Mary. Yes, Mary. Drew Barrymore. Yes. Free spirit. Yes. I like Mary. I do too. I relate to Mary. <laughs> I I relate to her in regards of, you know, 
why has dating become so complicated with all this technology and your oh. Facebooking and your IMing and your chatting and your this? Why can't you just pick up a phone and have a conversation and judge the person based on that conversation? Well, I, I just thought it was hilarious, that. right? With the, <laughs> you call, you email, MySpace texting, the oh, video I chat, the tape, then you have to call back and you don't know whether they emailed you or, oh, yeah. my God, my head was spinning when she was saying yeah. it. And, you know, it's... That I just thought that was, and, and what I noticed about all those things in making my notes for our conversation tonight is none of those things are in person, in, in, you know, face to face, like what no. you just said. Even though, like, a phone call, it, you know, it's not necessarily face to face, obviously, but it's, you hear the person's voice and the intonation, and, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just, what's going on? Yep. And how, how funny was that scene when she's huddled around um, her oh. answering machine with her coworkers? And she's listening. She thinks she just had a great night. She was on the webcam with some guy on the Internet, and they really hit it off. So yes. she checks her messages, and there's a message from him. He happens to be an upcoming musician, and he leaves her a song. And it's customized. It's personal. It includes her name and everything else. Well, then she, she finds out there's a second call on her machine. And it's the same guy singing the same song, with a different female's name inserted in I know, it. that was hilarious. And they were like, oh, and everyone she worked with kind of scattered away. It was so embarrassing. I felt so bad for her. I did and the guy's like, oh, did, who did I call? Oh, and he hangs up. Oh. Poor Mary, right? And, and, yeah. and, you know, and she's so sweet, and she's just, yeah. she's trying, and she works at a place called The Blade, which I thought that was an interesting, it was very apropos, you know, like, you yeah. cut you like a knife for all this dating, and she's putting yeah. ads in the paper, which is ironic, in the end, she ends up with Connor, who she sees in a restaurant, face to face, so this is like the guy that yeah. she ends up seeing, and for, even though she had seen his picture for the ads she was placing for him, she sees him face to face, and she calls him first. Yeah. She doesn't just get up and walk over to the table. She calls yeah. him on the cell phone across the cafe. Exactly, exactly. Which, you know what, I thought was uh, cute. But It was cute. Time, it says something. It says, like, you know, had she lost that touch, do you forget how to relate one-on-one yeah. with all this technology involved? And you're, it's always, um, it's like you're in a state of consciousness. You're not really conscious anymore. There's all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I see people literally... I was pulling into a, a Starbucks parking lot recently, and I almost hit somebody with my car who was texting and walking with their head oh. down. And honestly, I don't, I don't know the last second. I don't know where she came from. She stepped mm-hmm. in front of the car. Yeah. And I had someone with me who said, like, oh, watch out. And had that person not said that, I think I would have hit her. Oh. So, like, everyone's so disengaged. And yet yeah. in that disengagement, you're trying to engage. Yeah. It's very odd. What's, you know, this is, and I thought her character simply as it could really epitomized what's happening with technology and relationships mm-hmm. and the breakdown Absolutely. of those relationships, even though the technology can make you so much more connected. Yeah. And you know what? At the same time, I do, I do like the technological aspect in that it opens up a whole new realm of people, you know, that you may not have met otherwise. So I do like it because you, you get a uh, you get more to pick from. I know that sounds crude, but you know. Well, no, I I understand what you're saying, and, and certainly with the you know you have uh, everything from uh, whatever it is, Match.com, Jade, all the different mm. things. Certainly the whole you know everyone you don't have to just go locally now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, although you know you don't want somebody geographically undesirable either. But it's just one of those. Yeah. yeah, I, I, you know what I did? I thought I was thinking about this today um, before the call. I don't think we ever saw where she lived. We only saw where she worked. That's true. That's which true. was her desk and the computer mm-hmm. and the phone and her cell phone. 
That's right. So you never got a sense of, of like her life other than with technology. Yeah, yeah. And yet that's the one thing that she was, oh, she had had it with the technology. Right. It was like she, she couldn't escape it. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and also her wardrobe, very bohemian, mm. very free-spirited, which when you think it was sort of 60-ish, which in the 60s didn't have any of this stuff. Yeah, 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 in contrast to the way she was living her life. Right, mm-hmm. very interesting, very, very, you know, okay, we have about uh, six minutes left. Um, we've talked about, my, I've talked about my sets of wardrobe tidbits <laughs> that I have to add, and, and, you know, we've talked about all the female characters that are uh the main players in this film. Is there anything else that you feel we should add at this point? Um, you know, at this point, I, I thought, oh, by the way, I have to shout out to Chris Christopherson in the movie. Yes, very good. I was, it's so nice to see him. Mm-hmm. So nice to see him again. Handsome I, as ever. Right? Really, really. Nice little yeah. bit part. Uh, i, I got to add one one little thing about the wardrobe. Let me just go back. Remember, there's a scene in, in uh, Bradley Cooper's character's office, Ben's office, where Janine comes to seduce him, oh. and he's already almost in, in the throes of passion with Scarlett Johansson, and he puts her in the closet yeah, and makes her hide, and he shoves her in there with all this stuff that's sort of like, just stuff he, he shoved in there. There were golf clubs in there and like an yeah. old printer in the background, and she's crouched down in her slip, and when she comes out after the wife leaves, she's in her slip, and I thought... How how hilarious that she runs out in that slip. In the slip, I thought so too. Like I, it I was, thought that too, but obviously she was. You know what? If I were in that position, and you know, I had to sit there, and the man that I let's say quote unquote loved was yeah, sitting she there. Was into him. I'm sorry. I, I said she was into him. Yeah. Oh, she was totally into him. Mm-hmm. She gets shoved in the closet while he makes love to to his wife on the other side. You know, she must have been in, you know, what, regardless of whether it's right or wrong, she must have been in turmoil. Oh, awful. You well, know? and it's so, so humiliated. Yeah, absolutely humiliated. And it, but it was like the truth had been stripped away. Yeah, yeah, you know, what good point. And she said, like, I'll never, you'll never touch me again. Yeah. <laughs> she runs out in her slip, and I was like, oh, oh, you're right, yeah. humiliation. It was a heartbreaking scene, it really yeah. was. You felt it, and you knew she was in there, and that was so hard. You were like, yeah. oh, because there was a moment where you're like, in in your mind, you don't want to hurt Janine, the character of Janine. No. You, at the same time, you're feeling so bad for mm-hmm. Anna in the closet that you're like, jump out and say, like, he's a bastard. <laughs> exactly, right? You know, right. like you were like there was a part of me that was rooting for her to come out of the closet and, 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 and well, literally come out of the closet yeah. and, and show, like, look, look what he was doing five minutes before you got here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but, then everything would have been revealed, and it just, but she didn't do it, and I think she didn't do it because she felt bad for the wife because she hated him at the end. Oh, absolutely. So there was a little, you know, so she had some respect, woman-to-woman respect going on there, and and, uh, even though she had basically taken this husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sad scene, sad scene. Yeah, very, very, yeah, I I mean, really. All right, so overall, what do you think? Give me the overall critique about this movie. Your feelings, your like, dislike. You know what? I thought it was a cute movie. I enjoyed it. Um, Good storyline. It was put together nicely. And after hearing all of your thoughts, on, on the sets and the wardrobe, it, you know, it adds so much more looking back on it. I'm like, wow, I wish I had noticed it in the moment when I was watching the movie. So definitely put together nicely. I liked it. I liked it better the first time I saw it in the movies. The second time I saw it, maybe because we were doing it for work, you know, for the radio show, I, I looked at it a little differently. I didn't quite get as much out of it 
in certain way in enjoyment terms, but I did see other things in that. Mm. Um, yeah, there was definitely uh, a respect for the fact that I thought they did a very good job. I did not read the book by uh, Greg Behrendt and Liz Tuchillo, uh, Tuchillo mm-hmm. but I was wondering how the heck did they take this popular book and, and make it into a movie? And I think they did a pretty good job overall. I really do. I would, I I would so too. suggest it. I thought um, so too. Really good. I think it's a good movie um, that women will relate to. That's yes. for sure. And I think you know it begs uh, it begs us to ask a few questions of ourselves. But I, I don't think it's it really doesn't explore any raw emotions. It's it's more of a lighthearted movie. And I think bottom line, it's fun. I think you should grab some girlfriends and uh, pop some. Popcorn oh, I think there were a lot of emotions. Fun. Really, you think? I think it was very emotional and very. Yeah. But you know what? i got to wrap up now. <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna pick that up on the next one. <laughs> we are looking for suggestions for our next Chick Flick Chat. So if you uh, have an idea, please email us, and uh, we, will, uh, we will respond. Uh, thank you, Susan, for chatting with thank me about you. this movie. Uh, this was fun, and I look forward to picking another film for the next episode of Chick Flick Chat. We'll have to take uh, Chrissy, Chrissy's uh, offer under consideration for Twilight. I really like that right. one. I think that may be the one for October. Um, I'd like to thank our listeners and our callers. Chrissy, thank you very much. You were great, and uh, we enjoyed chatting with you, and we hope to hear from you next time. Also, I invite everyone to come by www.herewearewithlucy.com for lots of great living well lifestyle information. And remember to subscribe for email updates. It's free. We never share or sell your information, and you will be included in our monthly promotional giveaways. So be sure to put in your email address in the subscription box, and remember to verify it. Everybody forgets that step. Um, uh, thanks again. I'm Lucy Weston, your Here We Are host, and I do look forward to talking with you next time on Here We Are. Until then, may your life be better, brighter, and easier on your way to running the world. Bye now. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.